I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, starting May 6th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. School of Humans. Hello, welcome to another episode of Cadaver Gals, where we talk about the ways people have died throughout history to cope with our own fragile mortality. I'm your host, Nika, along with Gabby. Hello. Ooh, and Taylor. Hi. Hi. Eee. This is our first show that we've recorded in like two weeks, so we might be a little rusty. We'll have to see. So on today's show, we're going to be covering some light subjects, but here's a trigger warning. Um, death of a child and animal mauling and diabetes and insomnia. Uh, so if any of those, you're like, I don't, I don't do well with that, um, you know, skip. Skip the episode. You are not missing out on anything bananas, to be fair. Actually, there's some ancient Egyptian We don't know that, that yet. Talking about. It could That's be true. bananas. It could be bananas. We might say some secrets. Oh, oh, some secrets. And oh, on today's show, we're going to be covering the dangers of being speepy, which is sleepy, and why you should stay at a respectful distance from hippos, lest you get pregnant. <laughs> That'll make sense later. Cue alligator music. So, Taylor, I only slept four hours last night, and I would love to hear how that might kill me. Do you want to go first? Sure. Oh, no. Nika's dead. I'm literally dead. I I went to sleep at like one-ish and woke up at five to take my brother to the airport. That is not good. Brothers are canceled. (laughs) Brothers are canceled, yes. So, I don't know about how y'all find your your cases, but I try and find things that are relevant to my life to scare myself more, I guess. But like something that I see or experience and right now I am so tired. I am so tired. I feel like I could die. I feel like that is like a feeling. This feels Um, like um, it's going to be connected to your story. Yeah. Well, people get hangry and I am the one, I'm the type of person that gets like sleep angry. Like if I cannot find a place to sleep when I'm tired or if I can't go to sleep for some reason... I get so mean. Oh, I become a different person. I literally, I think last night I was like hitting myself on the head because I just was like, I need to go to bed. I need to knock myself out. I need to do something. And I was out of weed. So. Yeah. It's <sighs> just like, I get so mean. Well, anyway, there's this I'm one perfect. <laughs> okay, Gabby. I actually know for a fact that you suffer from severe insomnia. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also perfect in spite of myself. Yeah. Okay. Therapy Gabby's is working. <laughs> So there's this one fella who took it a little too far. 
In 2012, there was this Chinese man. His name was not disclosed to protect him, so I don't know what his name was. But anyway, he was quite the soccer enthusiast, and he was determined to watch all of the Euro soccer tournament in 2012. He wanted to see every single game. He was a huge fan of France and England, but still, he was like, I still need to see how everything else goes. While he's in China, remember, and the time zone thing became quite a problem. So basically what he would end up doing is he'd go to work and then he'd stay up through the night to watch all of the games, go straight up to work, and did this for 11 nights. No, that's a long time. It's a very long time. This is why sports are a danger. Yeah, and gaming, because a lot of gamers, I feel like that happens to gamers too. They just like stay up all oh the time. Oh my gosh, so relatable. I used to do that with Sims all the time. Sims, yeah. I'm a gamer, guys. <laughs> is, that, is that count? Yeah, I guess so. Absolutely not, but whatever. Well, anyway, so 11 nights followed by a full day of work. I don't really know what he did for a living. Um, but when he would watch the games, he'd drink with friends, he'd smoke a little. And on June 19th, he watched Italy beat Ireland 2-0, headed home to shower. Got a, He was like, you know, it's time to get a good night's sleep. Do it all again. Um, except for this night, he did not wake back up. He died from exhaustion of staying up for 11 nights. The alcohol and smoking for sure didn't help, but that was not the cause. It was ultimately the lack of sleep that got him and like the exhaust- exhaustion from like just go, 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 go. What was the exact like uh, cause of death? Was it just exhaustion or was it like heart failure or was it? It was exhaustion. Specific? Just like like his body just it was gave just up. like his body was just like I'm done. That's just you have to reset. So interestingly, and he reset into a new life. Wow, he re- he rebooted into a new life. Yeah. So interestingly, actually, there was this high school teenager in 1964, and he was like trying to conduct his own study, which like in high school, like that's really intense. Like I'm gonna do a study. I I was not that ambitious, but he wanted to see what the effects of like no sleep would have. Um, on a person and he too made it to 11 days he didn't die but he suffered a great deal of side effects he had hallucinations and loss of muscle control short-term memory loss he actually so they were like you know he was like doing all these things like trying to see like what he could and couldn't do with like this lack of sleep and he was like they're like okay can you count backwards from 100 and he would like get through a few numbers and then just totally forget what he was doing like it's that bad um, and then at one point, which this is kind of silly to me, he was like convinced that he was a professional football player and would like argue with anyone and like get into a fight with people if they like disc- said like, no, you're not. You're just like a high school student. He was like losing his sanity. He was losing. That's so dangerous. His mind. But um, so I think he I think he was also trying to get like a Guinness Book of World Records, but like they don't they don't recognize the recognize dangerous things like that anymore which is kind of weird i mean everything seems that's, dangerous I in the guinness like book of world good. records well yeah that's true but it's um, very extra there's the crate challenge right now so i feel like you know so dumb danger still be Gabby, danger can you, can you yeah. tell um listeners what the crate challenge is for those who are not on twitter I was okay. I was out of town. I came back and I was like, "What is going on with like, these people flying off of crates? What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, so it's like people are stacking crates like a pyramid, and then you so it'll be like starting with like one to two to three to four to five to six to multiple. You know, stacked on top of each other, and the challenge is to walk across them. And so obviously, as the taller they are, the more unstable they are. So the more likely you're going to fall. And they, most people see in the videos I've seen, a lot of people do be fallen and it looks very painful. So, yeah. But I guess the Guinness Book of World Records isn't gonna, isn't gonna acknowledge the tallest crate. So, you guys, if that's what you're going for, which I don't think, I think literally it's just tomfoolery and debauchery and the world is, the world is also losing its mind. Milk, that is true. Maybe the world needs more sleep. But what I will say about the milk crate challenge is crates are really dangerous. Okay. My friend who will be, unnamed and I will not give any details other than this they woke up at night and um accidentally like fell on a bunch of crates and really really damaged their organ there what their under organ oh oh the genderless genital organ yeah and it was like really really bad all from like falling on some crates so 
There well, you have it. Don't I do mean, it. don't sleep by crates. Simple fix. <laughs> I know. Obviously. I know, I know. Well, it back wasn't to her sleep. Fault. Yes. <laughs> back to the whole sleep thing. Um, the good news, so so against Book of World Records is like, that's too dangerous. We're not going to do stuff that like can like really kill you like that. But this kid was like, af- after 11 days, he got 14 hours of sleep and was like fully recovered. So like, okay, this guy was fine. But like 11 days was kind of, that's it's just ironic or something that it was 11 days for both of them. Yeah. But also this guy was 16 and maybe he wasn't doing alcohol and smoking. So... That's true. The other guy was, I think, 26 and whatnot, whatever it was that he was doing. But um, but anyway. So smart. So there was this one comparison that I read. That throughout the day, your brain is just like getting dirty and like toxic. And, and the more that you're awake and the more that you're like thinking and whatever, you're basically dirtying up your brain. And sleep is like a way of washing your brain to clean it up, which honestly seems like a very good comparison. Um, because to me, there's nothing like better than a good night's sleep. But here's the thing. Like we, not cadaver we, but like the scientists we, don't really know much about like why do we sleep. We spend like a third of our lives in this weird state of pause, but then we don't really know like why. I mean, we know that it makes us feel better and it energizes and restores us, but like why? Like evolutionarily speaking, like the why for that, we just yeah. don't really know evolutionary speaking it doesn't make sense because if like you close your eyes to sleep and rest and you're not aware and then predators will get you you know exactly so there's a few theories right um because it just seems like you're you're just a very vulnerable state but there's a few theories um like harvard did some some study some science they did oh, some science you know Thanks harvard they the always scientists be at harvard exactly um but one is basically Inactivity. You're not moving. You're not alerting predators. Second is like energy, con- which, you know, that makes sense. Um, I'm just so sort of. still. Except for I move a lot when I sleep, so that, that doesn't work for oh, me. Oh, I don't. I sleep like a ballerina. Yeah, you do. Don't you have your... Yeah, my Nika little leg up. <laughs> Nika sleeps with like... She lays on her back. She's got her silk pillow. She's got her yes. lavender spray. <laughs> she's got like one knee up, and my, then she's yeah. just like... Knee is in like a pirouette, yeah, position, and hands are like resting on my tummy. You are just—it's really graceful. Mine is the—I sleep the exact opposite. (laughs) I'm a gremlin in the cave. Yeah, I love my little gremlins. So the second—the second theory is that it's for energy conservation. So like at a time when there was not a lot of food available, you needed to conserve the energy that the food gives you by resting. So you have the energy to basically go out and find more food. And then another theory is that sleep is just restorative. And the body like is literally just like repairing itself. Like back to that comparison earlier about like your brain is just being like dirtied up throughout the day. Especially Nika's. Oh, Nika's bra- um, Nika's mind so dirty. Oh, Actually, uh, both of y'all. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah, someone complimented my stand-up recently saying I was nasty, so... You are nasty, Gabby. The amount of anal jokes. I mean, oh my goodness. But the thing is, I love them. It's funny. Don't change. It is funny. And so the last theory is brain plasticity theory, where your brain is literally building and creating memories and learning, which, okay, I actually have my own theory. So... I, <laughs> I was literally oh, going to say, cadaver pals, give us a theory, like like as a joke, but clearly you... No, I got one. And this ahead isn't, of us. This isn't really a joke. So, okay... When my sister had just had her baby, she was very tired, right? Like, obviously. Like, you have you have just done a very intense thing. Your body has undergone an insane amount of, like, stress and trauma. And so, like, some – like, around this time, I was watching TV, and there was, like, this story about how, like, the reason you forget when you drink too much is because sleep is what stores your memories. And so if you drink too much, you're not getting that deep – REM, the right kind of sleep. So your brain is just not making those memories. Therefore, you forget. Okay, so I think the same thing with kids. So this probably is going to be very controversial, but like, so is rat torture, so whatever. Um, (laughs) No, people don't actually care about children. It's just about animals. Right, right, right. So, okay, you're so tired when you have a kid that you forget how hard it is to have a newborn. Like, you're you just you're not making that memory of, like, wow, that was really hard. Like, I don't ever want to – like, I imagine there are times – I don't have a child, obviously, but 
I imagine there are times where you're like, this is too hard. I don't ever want to do this again, you know? Wait, um, that's actually true, though, because I was talking to my friend's my friend was talking about her sister who has had children and she's like, she would pop another one out like if she could right now. And because she literally doesn't remember how like difficult it was at the start. And then she just is like, oh, I want another one. And then goes through the entire cycle again. Exactly. So you're so sleep deprived that you forget how hard it is. Like, I swear to God, every, like there, no one would have more than one child if they actually got the proper amount of sleep and yeah. remembered. If they could like really take it in. Yeah. So that's my that's my weird theory about how no one would have multiple children if you actually were able to sleep. So I just think women are dumb. <laughs> or okay, women are dumb. Joe Rogan. Um well I love a good theory, Taylor. You're welcome. Yes. But so I'm going to I'm going to flip it a little bit cuz I did come across this condition called fatal familial insomnia or FFI, which is basically it's this condition where people literally just stop sleeping. It's not insomnia or like it's just literally or like, you know, just getting distracted and so you don't fall asleep. It's literally their body is just like they're just not going to sleep. And it's this super rare genetic condition where the body is just like, nope, no more sleep. I don't do it anymore. It's so rare that there's only 28 families that have this genetic mutation Keep them away from me. I love my sleep. I'm not reproducing with any of those people in those families. I know. So well, they're all dead, Nika, so it's fine. Well, they basically by 50, yes. But what happens is, is there's this protein that mutates and it makes the proteins in your brain fold in all these weird ways and makes these holes in your brain, which is kind of similar to mad cow disease, apparently. But basically what happens once you're diagnosed, like you will die within a year. And the symptoms, yeah, it's crazy. Oh my gosh. The symptoms are really weird and kind of jarring. They're just kind of like random. Like one day you're kind of good and then the next you're like, okay, my pupils are really small. I'm sweating a lot. My speech is really weird. Memory problems, muscle weakness, involuntary muscle spasms, kind of like Parkinson's, fever, rapid heart rate, high blood pressure, increased production of tears. <gasps> Oh my gosh! I Taylor, hate you ever. have it. Yeah, Taylor. So, <laughs> Taylor. So basically, it's like your body just like falls apart, and there's no treatment at, like right now. But like I said, it's super rare and it's genetic. So the odds are there's only 28 families out there that we know of that have it. They can't do. They can't like um put you down for. Like put you down for eight hours so your body is forced to rest. No, it, that's what I'm saying is your body, your brain, like there's something, whatever the protein in your brain does, it like st- you just, you don't sleep. You can't do it. It's impossible. Like mm-hmm. I don't even, I mean, I don't, that's interesting if you like, you're saying like if they put you under anesthesia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. I kind of feel like no. Um, <laughs> based on your scientific conclusion it's I feel like I'm, the no. proteins are stronger than melatonin which is easy to do <laughs> honestly melatonin is kind of like a pussy drug for like insomniacs honestly is it um, wait what's your favorite insomnia drug Gabby or is it like oh, is this like not legal to talk about I started taking melatonin guys it is great I love well I do take melatonin but I think I they don't know how long you should you shouldn't take it as long as I've been taking it but not to brag, I'm crazy. Um, but I used to take Ambien in college when I was really bad. And let me tell you, Ambien is so lit because I would take it and then oh, I would stay awake to see like how long I could stay awake. And I would just like, I would hallucinate. It was pretty fun. That is so dangerous. Exactly. Like you have to have sleep. Like we don't know. We don't necessarily know why, but we know that like you just have to have sleep. Like the most that you can like... I. Okay, so I have this book, and I and I was reading it. Um, oh, bragging! <laughs> I, I, you read? <laughs> I read a book, and the title looks really long too. Yeah, it's called "What Really Happens If You Get Swallowed by a Whale or Shot from a Cannon or Go Barreling Over Niagara and Then You're Dead." Oh, when that's you like get a canonized. Death one, yeah. So um, <laughs> yes. basically, they were like, if you have the option to sleep or. Um, what was it? I, I, why is my brain not processing this? Because you're tired. Basically, yeah, exactly. Basically, it's it says like if you choo- choose can choose hunger over sleep deprivation, choose to be hungry. Like always go to sleep instead. 
because it's less it it is a less painful. Death. I mean, listen, a some of us have had death. sleep for dinner, so it's all miserable. Oh. Um, but my last theory that I will leave you guys with, which this is something that I I very strongly believe in, is invest in your bed. Okay. Here's what Nika's rolling her eyes because she's heard me say this. I have, but also honestly, I want to steal the covers that are behind you. I think the color is so pretty, and I sleep. So- Sometimes I get drunk at Taylor's house, and I stay the night, and I stay in her guest bedroom, and it's like this beautiful emerald green bed, and the duvet is fluffy, and the pillows are fluffy, and I wake up so well rested. And she usually has waffles in the morning. Cadaver mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gals is sponsored by Mattress Firm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Invest in your mattress. I and wish. Mattress- Go to Mattress Form where they have one employee, but there's like 12 stores next to each other. How does it survive? No one knows. No, I'm serious. Okay. Are you ready? So if you invest in your bed, you need to have like good sheets, good mattress, good everything as as much as, you know, take the best that you can get. Because if you have a bad night's sleep, you're going to have a bad day. If you have a bad day, you go to work, maybe you get fired. You get fired, you have no money. You have no money, you can't buy anything. And you can't buy anything, then that's a, you know. Then you can't get a good bed. Capitalism, okay? Anyway. And then you die. And then then you die. If you don't, wow. And then you can't have the things. Like, it'll literally ruin your life if you have a bad night's sleep. I'm very convinced of it. Taylor, the okay. stakes are so high now. Yeah, wow. the stakes are insane. I'm really nervous now. Well, you know, thank you, Taylor. Thank <laughs> you for <laughs> that. Thank you. Before. Everybody go take a nap. Yeah, I'm gonna, I want to stop this right now to go take a nap, but I won't. Um, when we come back, you know, more sleep talk. Ooh, more pillow talk, but not in a sexy way. Unless you think death is sexy. <laughs> Bye. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, 
take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, you know. Dale, as Pipple would say. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Gabby, I have a question before we dive into my tangent. What was the weirdest hallucination that you saw when you were on Ambien? Oh, okay. So I would like hallucinate feelings. So I would like, I felt I was convinced whenever I would take Ambien, I was convinced that I had these like guardian angels, but what they were was that they were fairies and they had, they were like autumnal themed fairies. So they had like, like leaves, like fall leaves, like as wings. And I didn't, I never saw them, but I knew they were there. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, we believe in the fae on this podcast. We yeah. believe in them. So that's amazing. Wow. I I thought it was going to be creepy because you usually are creepy, but no, that was incredible. No, it was my autumnal themed fairies that I looked over me. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, okay. But also well. I was probably taking too much sleep medication, so I wouldn't <laughs> say it's cute. <laughs> Do you still think they're with you? Um, I know I forgot about them because... Um, you know, I realized that I didn't need to be as stressed out all the time. By that, I mean I still am, but in a different way. But in a way that I sleep a little bit more now. So I don't think about the autumnal-themed fairies. But I do like to think that – I like being reminded that they're there, you know. Like, we'll remind you. So sweet. Yeah, I love this. Okay. Well, thank you for that. So obviously we've learned the dangers of not letting your peepers rest. That is scary stuff. I am scared for myself right now because my eyes are lit to really closing. But if you are like me and you enjoy sleep, you enjoy a nap, you enjoy closing your eyes and just taking a fucking break from the world, or like sometimes I do the same with glasses. If I'm wearing glasses and I just have seen enough, I'll just take them off. <laughs> seen enough. Yeah, literally. Um, are you in danger too? Like, is that bad for you? The answer is yes. So according to asshole researchers, if you sleep more than nine hours a night, you are probably depressed and poor. I'm not kidding. They literally are like depression and low socioeconomic status. And I feel personally attacked. And the idea from that, you know, mean theory is that people who maybe don't have access to healthcare, hey, who's uninsured, raise your hand, or who maybe um, they just don't get like routine checkups, they seem to have more undiagnosed illnesses. And then they try to like just, you know, quote unquote, sleep it off, which I really hate how like strongly this is hitting me. Um, And then obviously depressed people have less energy slash motivation, which causes them to sleep more, obviously. So those are like two things that oversleeping can lead to slash might be the cause of hate to say it, researchers are probably right. And they also found out that oversleeping constantly, usually from like a medical situation, um, could actually lead to type 2 diabetes by making your body more insulin resistant. Hmm. Like what the heck? I'm mad. Also, more than nine hours a night is like not insane. I like to get like eight to nine hours. So like, am I going to die? Well, we're all going to die in the end. But um, In the end. (laughs) In the end, we're all going to die. Might as well be well rested. Right? I mean, yeah. Well, I, when people be like, you, you sleep when you're dead, I'm like, fuck off, bitch. Like, I, <laughs> I don't want my life to be bad by being tired. It's true. It's true. Like, people who go on, like, benders, I'm just like, Mm-mm. listen, when I'm at the club, 1 a.m. rolls around, 12 a.m. rolls around, and I'm like, um, it's been real nice. The happy hour drinks are over. Like, I got in for free because I came out at 10. Like, I'm ready to go. You know, it's just I'm ready to wrap it up. I'm ready to be in bed. Anyway. Um, yes, also, we all go to the club here. We're big club, <laughs> club gang. I mean, I'm like, like 10 o'clock rolls around. Where's my melatonin? I love it. Gosh, I love a 10 o'clock bedtime. Okay. That's actually my plan tonight is to go to bed at 10. Also, oversleeping could make you more likely to be obese. And then because you're more likely to be obese, apparently um, it can make you more likely to suffer from heart disease. Woo. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, literally, it's insane. Okay. And there's, and there's more. And there's more. Apparently, in 2019, people who reported that they were sleeping nine hours or more per night we're 23% more likely to suffer from a stroke. We, I can't win. 
I cannot win. But those are I just mean, people sleeping in 2019. It's a different year. It's a different situation. You're going to die of a lot of other things now. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, so many more reasons to die. Um, also, <laughs> not um, reasons, I have, ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there reasons, are reasons but, too. You but, don't know what I meant. <laughs> Okay, um, I have a, I have just one more, and this one is like a little bit of a stretch. I mean, in my brain, I'm like, are these male researchers? <laughs> but apparently, oh my god, I, what are you about? Get to ready, say? get ready for this. Get ready. Eep. Researchers believe that when the circadian rhythm is disrupted, which is the sleep rhythm or the sleep cycle, women's internal clock, which is the one that has to do with fertility and ovulation and all that yummy stuff, is also disrupted. So, <laughs> causing basically infertility. Um, Making women crazy. Making women crazy. Yes. But like, I feel like they could use this for oversleep or for undersleep. Like this is all a stretch. And then, um, yeah. And then the last one is apparently oversleeping has also been linked to the classic big bad, which is death. Mm. Um, Just, yeah. I still, I just, I, this conversation makes me want to take a nap. I, I know that that's not how the, I should be reacting. I, know. I should be like, oh, I should go be active. Because it's like so boring. Oh, uh, no. Hey, uh, okay, Gabby, do you have something better? Well, you no, better because it's I don't. time for your story. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nika, I guess I will do my story now, if that's all right with you. Um, That would be fine with me. I think okay. I can approve that. Great. Um, it's going to be mostly a series of fun facts. And starting with the funnest fact, which is... um. Actually, this is not fun at all, what I'm about to say. But in 2014, we're in Niger, Africa, okay? And there is a boat of 12 school children, ages 12, 13, 14. And they were on a little river tour. And all of a sudden, their boat on the river was attacked. (gasps) And then it was capsized. And they all died. What? Gabby, literally, what kind I of need story to... are you doing? Like, the, yeah, what is happening? I need more details. The, de- the what end. Happened? The end. Okay, no, well, so what happened was that they were attacked by a hippo, <gasps> and a hippo capsized their boat, and then they either drowned or also got attacked by the hippo, and the hippo done bit them. So, Yo, I'm this mad. is a terrible story. It's terrible. It's very sad. Um, and it's actually the crate. Okay, so hippos. Okay, I'm sorry I'm saying this so cavalierly, um, but there was also not as much detail about the story. It was just like this terrible thing happened, and then it's like, oh shit, yeah, that is terrible. But you know, hippos are you know one of the most dangerous animals out there. They you know they say anywhere from like 500 to 3,000 people die every year from a hippo attack, and even it's crazy how COVID has actually increased hippo attacks in How? certain parts of Africa How for is example that real? so basically with covid like there's this one place in Kenya where a lot of the money that they make is by farming and exporting flowers and because of covid um it's usually to Europe a lot of Europeans you know weren't buying flowers so they lost a lot of the money um that they usually make off of sending exporting products to Europe so what ended up happening is a lot more people had to, you know, become fishermen or, you know, to actually had to fish to sustain their families instead of just like buying food. And so but also maybe because of climate change, but also just because of like um, weather patterns, there's this one lake that then became over flooded more like more water than usual. So there's more hippos. And then also there were fish. There's just more people fishing. And then the hippo hippos are very territorial. So with the more people fishing, there's more people who have been attacked and killed by hippos because of COVID. Wow. And climate change a little the bit. The unintended so. consequences. Yeah. So. Of eating a bat. Of eating <laughs> a bat. Bad boy. Um, anyway, bad it was boy. God. <laughs> It was God. But I'm mad because hippos are so cute. You Um, know, I. Well, Western media would have you believe that they're so cute just because they look like they basically look like they're made out of bubbles. You know, they just are like rotund. And then there's like fucking Fantasia. We all saw those hippos that were ballerinas. And we were like, we were like, wow. Look at but those I thick ladies getting like, in, looking good. I thought that hippos were pink, and they're not. No, they're like gray. Baby, baby hippos. <laughs> that's my. <laughs> that's my um, adding to the conversation. I just love them. 
They're so cute. It's so frustrating. Yeah, and they're like, you know, we talked about pigs, and I was talking about how they're all big daddies and shit, but, you know, hippos, extra thick daddies, because they can get up to, like, 10,000 pounds. That's huge. It's like three cars. It's like three Honda Fits. That's insane. I know that someone had a sexual awakening at the Madagascar hippo guy at the (laughs) lake. Moto. In Madagascar, too. Someone had a sexual awakening. Was it you? Uh, no, not me. Chunky. Not me. I actually found it super uncomfy, but I'm sure someone did. It was very uncomfy. I hated it. Um, okay, Gabby, is that your entire story? <laughs> uh, that the end. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Again, I'm doing fun facts. The closest related species to a hippo, it's not like a rhino or an elephant. It's a whale. <gasps> I didn't know that. Oh. I'm just gonna say, is that a hippo though? They are just like very territorial creatures, okay? And that's why they're attacking people. But they also, you know, for example, like when boats go over them, a lot of times fishermen and, you know, other boating folks, they'll like, you know, kind of like poke around the water because like a lot of times hippos are just underneath the surface, like grazing at the bottom of the river and they will just pop the fuck out. Isn't that yeah. sorry? I would never do that. Genuinely, I would never go anywhere near a hippo's area. Ever. No, I'm I know. I'm actually it's not more scared of hippos than like crocodiles or alligators or anything like that. I think hippos are terrifying. Crocodiles are only responsible for maybe like 100 deaths in Africa every year, and hippos are like 500 to 3,000, you know? That's bananas. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. And also, in some studies, it's like basically if a hippo bites you, there is an 87% chance that you'll die from it, where a crocodile, it's more like a 25% chance. Also, the study also says the lower end is a 27% chance for hippos, but that stat is not as exciting. It's only a 2% different with crocodiles, but still, <laughs> fatal. What is not as exciting? What is the, the hip, like, they're, um, oh my gosh, what am I trying to say? They're incisors, their teeth. Their no, tusks. I was going to say their their bite is like... Yeah, the, they can open up to like 180 degrees and yeah. like it's so much force and pressure. I think it's like 10 times the strength of like our human jaws, which doesn't actually sound... Because my jaws, I got a weak jaw, not to brag, but um, I'm a I've, dainty female. I've just found <laughs> on the internet a hippo cage diving experience in... No. Um, where in Africa? One second. So we can I don't find want to, it. I do not want to do that. Well, well, wait till you see what the country is, okay? Because maybe you will want to. No, it doesn't matter what country. I'm it's not in gonna... the Okavongo River. Thoughts, guys? Thoughts? I do not want to swim with hippos. It better be a thick ass cage. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yes, it's hippo and crocodile diving. What the no. heck? It's no. Also, Why do people do this? I mean, it's funny though because, like, with shark deaths, which we've, we've talked about, we've talked about everything. <laughs> it's like only ten people a year, I think, die from like shark attacks. But hippos, it's so many more, you know. And like, anyway, I'm scared. I think that a hippo, though, a hippo mouth would be a great place to like cradle a baby because they're so round. Don't put your baby in a hippo's mouth, Nika. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. That's not where you put a baby. Um, I literally physically can't get <laughs> pregnant, so it doesn't matter. That's good. Because I, mean, I have an IUD. Not because, <laughs> not because I'm going to go down a, a sad <laughs> no, fertility <we're> <laughs> journey, you know. Oh, no. no, we're not doing that today. Oh, but later we might be talking about fertility. But later. <laughs> okay. So. Anyway, basically, if your boat comes up on them and they're grazing at the bottom of the river, they're going to like they're going to come and get you. And basically, hippos technically can't swim. But what they do do (laughs) is they gallop and they use the bottom of the river to like propel themselves. So they're just kind of like basically like an astronaut on like the moon. It's kind of like how they move. (laughs) You know, they're just like, but they can just come the fuck up and they just like get on your boat and they're so happy and big. That's not cute. (laughs) They're little bouncy boys. Okay. The fact that you see it as bouncing and I see it as like trotting towards death, like it's like a death run is just like. I, I don't understand. I know. I think it's so cute. And th- come on. They've got to be like very floaty, right? They because probably look silly when they're doing it. So, but then they will like kill you. So that's not as silly. I mean, I'm but, terrified of them. But, but that's yeah. cute. Also, it's like bad. Th- I mean, they can also, even though they got those little stubby legs, they can run up to like 20, 25 miles an hour. So when you're on land and if you're between a hippo and the water, it's going to be like get out get out the way because they will travel like you know maybe a mile away from 
a body of water to find other vegetation to eat. And so, you know, if you're in the way, also if you're between a female hippo and her baby, she's mm-hmm. going to get pissed and she's going to charge. Yeah, and then once they get you, they they get How you. How do they, they get you? Do they eat you? Do they trample you? Do they... Like- they just, they bite you a lot. So there's this one guy, I have this one quote from a dude who got attacked, who survived a hippo. Mm-mm. And let me say, it's he said, it felt as if a bull was making full use of the whole lot as he mauled me. A doctor later counted almost 40 puncture wounds and bite <gasps> marks on my body. The bull simply went berserk, throwing me into the air and catching me again, shaking me like a dog with a doll. <gasps> that sounds... But he doesn't eat. Well, so yeah, they are, they are vegetarians, but they have done some studies where they have seen hippos eat meat they have done that they've like scavenged they've also there's been a couple cases where uh, scientists have stumbled across hippos eating other hippos like dead hippos so they also are can be cannibalistic so that's very exciting but hippos are weird because like their bodies the way that their teeth are it's like it doesn't make sense that they eat vegetation because like they can't pull with their teeth they have to use their lips um, but then also their, you know, tusk, their tusks are mostly there. Their incisors are there for fighting. So also, if you ever see a hippo that looks like it's yawning and it's yawning a month, that's it getting ready to attack you. So like run the fuck away. And also makes like a laughing sound, which is crazy. <laughs> Y'all, they're so cute. <laughs> a hippo is a paradox. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all this in Gabby style was just enormous exposition for another very short story. Anyway, but obviously it would seem like a hippo would not be a very great pet pet, you know? There you no. know, people maybe pet, we could do pet. pet pet. Maybe we can do with dogs, you know, over the centuries we made wolves turn into pugs, you know. Maybe if one day we could have a little <laughs> tiny pip hippo, a pippo, a pippo. It's Wait, like a pig and a hippo. I love the idea of a pippo. A That's actually so sweet. Hey, can I say something right now? That this just came back to me. In Spy Kids, I don't know which number, I think number two, they had mini animals, like a mini giraffe and like a mini hippo and a mini elephant, but they were like real and they had like shrunk them or something like that. And I wanted that so bad. Um, Well, we'll do that for you over some years of breeding. (laughs) We're going to make that happen for you, Nika. Thank you. Cadaver gals breeding wild domesticating wild that'll animals. be our merch our merch you can a small hippo <laughs> literally no but i want it to be real not animatron i want the real thing yeah yeah we're gonna do it um, that's an thanks. abomination according to you uh, every Jeff bezos that's what i want for my birthday jeff bezos i mean he's trying to get to spit how did you see the fit that he was throwing recently he was like elon musk's company got the contract with nasa and he's like it's not fair he literally said that he sued nasa and was like it's not fair it ain't gonna anyway jeff bezos is my boyfriend okay um (laughs) (laughs) um anyway okay not a good pet, but there was this dude in South Africa. He was a farmer. His name was Marius Els. And in 2005, there was a, another farmer that had this hippo. But he was like, this hippo is too big. I can't take care of this hippo. So then Marius was like, I will take the hippo and I will raise it. Okay. And Marius, he loved his hippo. And he named his hippo Humphrey. Pretty cute. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Mario is going to end so badly. I know. But then Marius described their relationship as a father son relationship. They'd even go out swimming in the river together. And Marius would. Yeah. Marius would ride Humphrey like a horse. And then, you know, Humphrey would come when he was called. Um, And then sometimes Marius would like brush Humphrey's big teeth and stuff. So it was just very cute. He was he said this one quote, he said, Humphrey's like a son to me. He's just like a human. (laughs) There's a relationship between me and Humphrey. And that's what some people don't understand. They think you can only have a relationship with dogs, cats and domesticated animals. But I have a relationship with the most dangerous animal in Africa. Which is actually wow. fake because the most dangerous animal in Africa is one mosquitoes and then humans. So <laughs> anyway, that's really smart, Gabby, and it's uh, true. Mosquitoes, yeah, they kill like a million people every year. So mm, hippo, you're going to have to step up your game if you want to be the most dangerous. Honestly, oh jeez. Okay. But Marius first is- came COVID, then the hippos. <laughs> oh, God. But Marius's wife Louise was obviously kind of like, "Yo, I know you love this hippo, but." I don't think it's really the best idea to have it because no matter how in the media, because there's this viral photo of him writing Humphrey and a lot of people saw it. And he was like, no matter 
how cool it looks or whatever. You know, he he does get into a lot of tomfoolery. Humphrey does. Oh like God. Humphrey's kind of a bad boy. He honestly, like one time there's his father and son like walking around near there and Humphrey went after them and then they were stuck in a tree for hours with Humphrey being like, I'm going to eat you. Meh. Um, and That's then it, some tomfoolery. <laughs> does. And it wasn't until like Marius came with an apple and was like, come eat this apple instead of trying to eat those people, you know? Well, I guess just like bite them. Um, and then also this was a really fun thing that I actually really liked was that there is a golf course nearby and Humphrey was known to go and terrorize all the golfers on the golf <laughs> yeah. and the golf site, golf I field, golf that. thing. Um, and the greens. The greens. And yeah, he was also, they thought he might be responsible, Humphrey, for killing a neighboring farmer's calves. So they're like, he. this is a bad boy. Humphrey is a bad boy, okay? And so in 2011, uh, it might have not been the biggest surprise to people that Marius's body was found floating in the nearby river with multiple puncture and bite marks. Obviously, it was a hippo who had done it, and he died by no, Humphrey's... Humphrey. Jaws. It was. It was Humphrey. If we've learned anything on this podcast, it's don't have animals that shouldn't be an- your pets. Retweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, don't, wow. be, don't have bears as pets. Don't have hippos as pets. Um, em- uh, not the emus, cassowaries. Don't have cassowaries. Oh, yeah. Remember that cassowary guy from Florida? Of course. Respect nature, you guys. Yeah, and especially the hippos because they they are fatter daddies, the fattest daddies besides the whale daddies. They're just, you know, they're going to get you. So that is a rant about hippos. <laughs> they're going to get you. What a great way to end your segment, Gabby. Well, <laughs> coming up, um, we're going to have some more hippo talk, and it's going to be fun and cute, and stick around. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. We're back. So I got to research this last night on an Aquarius full moon. I feel hella powerful today, and it's because we're diving into Egyptian mythology. I feel happy and full and ready to get into this. Thank you, Gabby, for the hippo goddess recommendation. So hippos, they can be scary, but we love them. And um, <laughs> Gabby sent me this amazing hippo goddess. So her name, she's an ancient Egyptian goddess of childbirth and fertility. Her name is Tawaret, which literally translates to the great one. Okay. Yay, yes, feminism. queen. <laughs> or yes, yes, goddess. Yes, girl boss goddess. Girl boss she, goddess. <laughs> she's a goddess with the face and the body of a hippo, two legs that she walked on. So she's a bipedal creature. Um, she had the tail of a crocodile, the limbs of a lion, and the paws of a lion, and um, a long, hanging, swaying breasts. I love this for her. Like two beautiful, supple sausages, which showed fertility, basically. Also, in many of the amulets and statues that she was always kind of carved out of um she was very round and a lot of people say that it was either because she always appeared like she was pregnant or she appeared like she could get pregnant and because i guess being round and supple meant that you were fertile which interesting how beauty standards change okay so if you have <laughs> saggy titties you're ready you're ready Abs to be literally absolutely great good news yes um, great news. <laughs> great news. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. For some people, I guess. <laughs> okay, Taylor. Um, so obviously hippos existed in Egypt long before any dynasty was there, but now they're extinct, which is really sad because of the Egypt Egyptians basically hunted them all down, which is not good. But um, they were Egyptians in the Nile. Yes, they were in the Nile. Cute. So when Egyptians began interacting with them, they feared and they worshipped the animal. And actually, the male hippos, they were like, ooh, they're scary. And they basically, they thought the male hippos represented chaos. And so they thought it was like a symbol of chaos. And many times, pharaohs would actually go out with hunting expeditions and hunt them because it was like a sign of power. But the female hippos were actually like revered because they fiercely protected their young. And so they were not killed as much. And this led to the birth of a lot of hippo deities like Tawaret, who were seen as these protective kind of goddess creatures, basically. You could find a lot of hippo amulets and Tawaret statues in domestic settings, like in people's little houses and stuff, um, because she represented the protection of children, of fertility, and of rejuvenation. There are like many Tawaret stories that connect all of these traits, but one of the most popular is that the Eye of Ra, which is the feminine counterpart to the sun god Ra, got like angry at her dad. We've all been mm. there. <laughs> and she fled to Nubia, we've all been there, mm. in the form of a lioness. And then we've all been there. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Furry say, yeah. Um, eventually she returns to Egypt, but she comes back in the form of a hippo. And then she brings the flooding of the Nile. That's like how, according to them, the flooding of the Nile started. Obviously, like the flooding of the Nile was very important to Egyptian people because it was it represented their livelihood, basically. Um, super important and it represented fertility, as we all know, because the soil was very easy to grow things in and that's like where most of the economic power in Egypt came from. So Tawaret was considered a very fertile goddess and a protector goddess as well. Childbearing was extremely important, but obviously very dangerous in Egypt or like anywhere in the like ancestral times. Like I don't know. Or like in America now. right now. <laughs> or in America right now. There we go. Uh, exactly. But producing a son and having the son reach adulthood was 
really difficult because the infant mortality rate was extremely high. So a protective goddess like Towerette, hippo goddess queen, she became a very powerful symbol and there were like shrines for her everywhere that she never got a state-run temple, which is fucked up, but that's okay. Ugh. Yeah, and also I'm there mad. were like hippo cults. Can you imagine joining a hippo goddess cult? I just... I mean, I think we should start a hippo goddess cult. I literally absolutely agree. Is that not what we've already done though? I mean, yeah, this was the initiation ritual and everyone that's listening is now initiated. Yeah, once you finish all the episodes, you are initiated. You are in the hippo goddess cult. <laughs> do you think then, anybody's going to do that? No, and then you Venmo me $5. Okay, <laughs> but they would actually use kind of her symbol as like a protection kind of spell almost and so she would be on like her image would be on people's beds or in like children's items like cups or plates which I find so fascinating that like children's sippy cups in ancient Egypt had this really amazing looking hippo goddess on them to protect the children like that's amazing and then if a woman was in labor uh, practitioners of magic would use birth magic on them like on the women by using their magical wands made out of hippo tusks and they would carve a protective circle around the woman usually on sand or if a child was like in danger or he was like sick um, they would also carve a protective circle around the sleeping child so with the tusk with the hippo tusk yes wow Mm-hmm. Did it work? I mean, it. Her hippo there goddess was some legend. Dinks. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and she was revered for thousands of years. So probably, yeah. That's great. Well, I was thinking, like you know, when you're saying that the male hippos they represented chaos. I feel like now, whenever I say "May chaos reign," what I'll specifically mean is "May all <laughs> these hippos be <laughs> coming out of the water." Watch Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. They're going to spring up, open their little tusks, make laughing They're gonna noises. They're going to bounce out of the water. <sighs> That's what I imagine. They're like, <laughs> and <laughs> kill you. And then you're dead. Yes, exactly. So, you know, go to cadavergals.com for your hippo amulets. Um, but not if you don't want to get pregnant because. And your mattress and your small hippo. <laughs> and your small, real, genetically modified hippo. It fits inside my teacup. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Well, I'm so glad that we learned so much about fertility, about the importance of did balance, about we? how easy it is to die. Yes, we did, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor, Anyways. if you have saggy titties, you're about to have a baby. And the hippos, <laughs> you're very fertile. And the hippo's going to be... I was That stresses the, me out. What if the hippo was like the midwife? It, but also, li- don't put your baby in the hippo mouth, Nika. <sighs> there's so, so inviting. There's so many contradictory elements happening (laughs) like i said you know we contain multitudes i will see you next time i will (laughs) bubble up to the surface and eat all of your faces next time and thanks for listening goodbye Cadaver Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is hosted, produced, mixed, researched, etc. by Gabby Watts, Nika Duarte, and Taylor Church. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cadaver Gals. See you next time. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, starting May 6th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.